0: Good morning, I'm Marshall Davis. I am a Christian and I love the Upanishads. The Upanishads are a collection of sacred texts from India. The oldest of them, the so-called Thirteen principal Upanishads, are from a period around the 6th century BC when there was a flowering of spirituality all around the world. They are among my favorite spiritual texts. As a Christian, of course, I love the Bible, the Christian scriptures, first of all, but I love other religious texts as well. My favorite non Christian text is probably the Tao Te Ching, but the Upanishads come in close behind. Back in 2008, I was going through a difficult time as a pastor of a a Baptist church in western Pennsylvania. I was at the tail end of my conservative evangelical period. My church had taken a right turn and had left the American Baptist churches and had joined with the Southern Baptist Convention. And I was at a Southern Baptist pastor's gathering one time at a retreat center in Pennsylvania and at one point during the retreat, while all the other pastors were inside listening to the main speaker for the session, I used the time to go off by myself and sit on the edge of a steep valley that looked down upon a river. I had brought with me a copy of the Upanishads. It was a translation by Eknarth Aswaran, which is excellent, and I sat there meditating on the Upanishads while all the other pastors were inside listening to a sermon from the Bible. If they knew what I was doing, they probably would have kicked me out, or at the very least, would be concerned for my soul and try to convert me. If you have never read the Upanishads, I encourage you to do so. The main teaching of these ancient texts is the Sanskrit phrase "tatvam asi," meaning "that thou art," or "thou art that." It refers to the teaching that the spiritual essence of humans is identical to the spiritual essence of the universe. Thou art that. Sometimes it is interpreted to mean that we are God, which sounds like blasphemy to Christian ears. It doesn't mean that our individual selves are God. That's egotism and hubris. That is the position of Satan in Christian theology. Satan is the symbol for those who consider themselves to be the most important thing in the universe. That is what Christianity calls the sin of pride. That's exactly the opposite of what this spiritual teaching means. It means there is one essence of everything in the universe. And that essence is divine. Jesus made the claim that he was divine. That he was God. And he was not speaking out of pride when he was saying that. He knew what the writers of the Upanishads knew, that his true nature is God. He said, before Abraham was, I am, referring to the name of God, I am, or I am what I am, that was revealed to Moses, Jesus knew his true nature was divine. Christians recognize that to be true of Jesus too. But they don't take the next step and say it is true about us as well. Jesus was executed for blasphemy for saying that he was God. And now Christianity accuses anyone else of saying the same thing to be blasphemers. According to the Gospel of John, on one occasion Jesus was at Jerusalem to celebrate Hanukkah. And he was in the temple courts and he was teaching. And during that teaching he called God his Father and made the audacious claim, I and the Father are one. Those who heard him saying these things took up stones to execute him right there in the temple. For they understood exactly the claim that he was making. Jesus defended himself saying, I have shown you many good works from the Father, for which of these do you stone me? They reply, We are not stoning you for, for good works, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside, What about the one whom the Father set aside as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, I am God's Son. Now Jesus was quoting and teaching here from Psalm 82. Where God says to humans, You are God's. You are all Son's. The most high. The scripture text is even more dramatic than the English translations. It has been watered down by translators so as not to offend people. It literally says, You are Elohim. And Elohim is the most common Old Testament word for God. It was saying, Humans are God. Now, Jesus knew exactly what this verse meant, and that's why he picked it as. His text to expound in the temple, he was teaching the same thing that the Upanishads teach. That is why the religious establishment wanted to kill him, and finally did. And that is why my Baptist brothers would have been offended if they knew what I was reading while they were listening to some good old Southern Baptist preaching. Of course, they would not know what the Upanishads teach, even if they had known I was reading them, because Christians are amazingly ignorant of the scriptures of other faiths. There's another passage I need to mention as well. It's a famous verse from Psalm 46 that says, Be still and know that I am God. Most translations of the Old Testament will add the words, He says, or the Lord says right before that. He says, Be still and know that I am God. But the Hebrew text doesn't say that God is speaking these words. God doesn't speak anywhere in the psalm. This is the psalmist speaking as himself, saying these words. The psalmist was meditating on the presence of God and became aware of what the psalmists of Psalm 82 said and what Jesus said and what the Upanishads say. And he declares to everyone, you are God. Once again, he's not talking theistically here. He's not talking even theologically here; he's talking mystically. In some profound way, our essence and God's essence are one. He was instructing us to be still, and in that stillness of divine presence, become aware of the truth, Tat Tvam Asi, that Thou art. I must repeat, he was not saying that we as individuals are God. He is saying that our essence is one with God. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. I and the Father are one. In communion with the divine there is unity. That awareness of unity was not unique to Jesus. Jesus himself said it was meant to be the awareness of all those who follow him. Not only his disciples, but those who believed through his disciples. He said that that in his famous prayer the night before his death. I've talked about that previously. This awareness of unity with God is our spiritual birthright as children of God. It is false humility to reject it and to say it is for Jesus only. And maybe some spiritual superstars, but not us. By false humility I mean pride. Some say it is pride for mere humans to say we are one with God, but actually it is pride to say that we are not. That is the ego wanting to remain separate from God and wanting to establish a kingdom for itself, even if that's just a the little kingdom of our own separate lives while on this earth. True humility is to see that we are not apart from God. Our only existence is God. Now it may be too much to talk about identity with God. Most Christians will talk about communion with God and maybe union with God, but Not identity with God. Identity seems to be a bridge too far for Christians. For that reason, I tend to use a language of communion and union rather than identity. That language resonates more with Christianity. But the truth is that when we are aware of this unity, then this linguistic hair-splitting seems silly. When we are aware of God as the one reality, then there's no division or separation between us and God. There's nothing but God. Everything in this universe is an expression of God, an incarnation of God, including us. That's the real meaning of the doctrine of the incarnation. Not just about Jesus, but but about all who follow Jesus. As Jesus prayed, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. We and the Father are one. Tatvam Asi That Thou Art. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net.